to start when you're ready. All right, welcome everybody. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. Somebody on. So it's 5.34, call the meeting to order. And, okay, what are we doing first, Jasmine? Virtual meeting, meeting procedures. Yes. So thank you, Chair. Um, my name is Jasmine Moore, and I'm the Sustainability Director for the City of Lawrence. I'll be facilitating the Zoom video portion of the meeting today. Um, so this meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and public access channel 25. Uh, during the meeting, please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon find, found in the lower left hand side of the Zoom menu next to the video icon. When you are muted, a red line will appear over the icon. Muting your mic during the meeting will make it easier for everyone to hear and you'll just have to remember to unmute if you are ready to speak. And in some cases, I may mute or unmute people as needed. Uh, each time you speak, if you would remember to state your name for the benefit of those listening remotely. And uh, in the menu, you can also turn your camera off or on by clicking the video icon. For the purposes of this public meeting, please keep your video on during the meeting if you are a sustainability advisory board member. And if you uh, are a member of the public who would like to speak on an item, um, if you would just turn your video on when there's a call for public comment. Uh, if you are participating by phone, you can press star six to unmute yourself. Uh, you can also, once you do that, you can also just use the, your regular mute function on your phone. And uh, you have the option of uh, toggling between speaker view and gallery view in Zoom. Speaker view allows the, uh, the active speaker to be highlighted and gallery view tiles everyone in the meeting so you can see everyone. Uh, all motions will meet, need to be stated clearly. Uh, today there are two items that have clear motions already, or clear uh, action items. So just remember to state the motion clearly. And after a motion is made and seconded, the chair will call on board members individually to provide their vote. Um, I did not get any public comment um, ahead of the meeting, uh, but it looks like several people are in attendance today that may be interested in providing public comment. So when we get to that, Chair, if you would just check with me to see if anyone's ready to speak, I can help facilitate that. So I want to, again, remind everyone to mute yourself if you are not speaking, and I will turn it back over to the Chair. This is Makakwa. Thank you, Jasmine. Um, so did everybody get a chance to look through the minutes from the last meeting? Any changes or edits that need to be made? Any comment? Any public comment? Okay, so um, we'll need a motion to approve the minutes from the last meeting. This is Jackie Carroll. I move to approve the minutes from the last meeting. Okay, Jackie, you put a motion. Okay, Johnson, I second it. Okay, second. Any discussion? <clears throat> Do we have a quorum, by the way? I assume we do, but. Yes, yes, we do. There's six of us on here. 
Any public comment on the meetings from on the minutes from the last meeting? All right, so let's take a vote. Jackie? This is Jackie. Aye. Sarah? Aye. Ben? Aye. Kay? Aye. Allison? Aye. And then I vote aye. So the meeting, the minutes from the March 10th meeting have been approved and passed. So the next thing on the agenda is so we've been asked to sign a letter of support for the low or no emission vehicle program and it's a grant application for the to the federal transit administration for battery electric buses with the center of transportation and the environment 501c3 um it's uh we had asked to we had been asked to, to sign a letter of support prior to april 6th we had asked to. Hello? Hey, we can hear you. There was a little okay. bit of an echo, but I think we're good now. Okay. So we had been asked to sign a letter of support um, before April 6th. However, we hadn't had our meeting yet. Um, and so I let them know that we would bring it up at the meeting. Um, and it's to, we, so we're sending it in late and it needs to be submitted by. I want to say the 15th or 16th um, for the grant. And um, it's just to help show support. Um, Jasmine can speak on that from the sustainability department aspect. Um, so do you want to explain it a little bit more, Jasmine? Actually, I'll turn it over to Felice, who is from Transit, and she can speak uh, more about it. Hi, everybody. I'm Felice, the Transit Planner 2 with Lawrence Transit just a little bit about the um, 2021 lower no emission vehicle program grant. Last year, we won five battery electric buses um, and charging equipment with the same grant. So we're applying again this year in an effort to continue progress for the city of Lawrence sustainability goals and to improve the quality of fixed route transit. We are submitting a grant this year for two battery electric buses and one charging station with a phased option of one battery electric bus, which would um, be implemented with our charging stations that we won from last year. And you read out our partners earlier. Um, this grant would allow Lawrence Transit to continue implementing its vehicle replacement program, which ensures buses are replaced once they have reached the end of their useful life and would allow continued progress toward the city of Lawrence sustainability goals. And let me know if you have any questions. Is that a matching grant? Yes. And so one of the questions was, um, how can a letter of support benefit from the sustainability advisory board? Um, and I do believe you've received a letter of support from Jasmine and the sustainability office. Yes, we did. And also from the city commission. Um, so we're, we've gotten that support and we're looking forward to partnering with this group in the future, as well as with our um, ETAC group, the transportation group. So we're just looking to introduce this to you all at the very least and, and to see what you thought. Does anybody have any questions for Felice? 
So I see that it's not in the current budget and it's like about $700,000. So does that seem to be acceptable or there replacements of existing equipment or will it be new equipment? I might ask my colleague, Adam Weigel to speak to that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, Adam Weigel, I'm the transit and parking manager for the city of Lawrence and with Lawrence Transit. So uh, that's a good question. The um, uh, the buses will arrive in 2023. So we are budgeting for them, but they don't actually hit our budget books for a couple of years just because of the nature of procurement. Um, they are, you know, they, they set up these grants for us to, to get incremental costs covered through the federal program. So they essentially say, um, we want you to spend close to what you would have done on a diesel bus, but we want to give you extra money to to facilitate that transfer towards electric. So um, $700,000 is pretty good for two buses. If you think about uh, that's pretty comparable to diesel, but we'd be getting a much cleaner vehicle. We expect to have a lot less maintenance and um, of course, fuel costs reduced. So um, that's kind of how the, the cost shakes out and where it lands in the budget. Cool. And emission reductions. Of course. Uh, this has been, I, I just don't know enough context. I mean, uh, not in, in question of support, but how many buses do we have and how many of the um, ones that we got grants for last time have been able to, to go into the replacement program so far? Sure. So uh, Adam Weigel, transit and parking manager, we have around 25 fixed route vehicles. Um, there are around 21 out in service at our maximum, our peak service times. So the five that we won from last year's grant uh, will be arriving about a year from now. So they'll go into service in 2022. Um, so it just takes a while for that grant award to actually end up with service on the street. Uh, but our, our vehicle replacement program essentially has us uh, laid out to purchase between one or two buses every year in order to spread out our purchases. Um, us getting the five caught us up to a certain degree. Um, we still have some catch up to do, but the plan going forward would, would hopefully get us to a place where we're um, seeking replacement of about two a year and hopefully getting grant support for that. Thank you, Adam. This is Marco. Um, Jasmine, did you want to add anything before we put it to a vote? This is Jasmine, uh, nothing else to add. Okay, so if anybody has a motion to write a letter of support for this. Uh, I'll make that motion. Any second? I'll second, Kay Johnson. Okay, any discussion? Makoko, this is Jasmine. I just wanted to check and see if there was any public comment on this item. If anybody has public comment, if you could turn your camera on. Okay, I don't see anybody. Okay, so we'll put it to a vote. Um, so uh, motion to Authorize the chair to sign a letter of support for the 2021 Lower No Emission Vehicle Program grant application. Um, Jackie. This is Jackie. Hi. Sarah. 
Aye. Ben? Aye. Okay. Aye. And Deb? Deb, we can't hear you, but it looks like you're saying aye. Give us a thumbs up if that's Yeah, right. thumbs up for aye. Okay. okay. And then Kira? Yeah, aye. Okay. And I believe that's everybody. And I vote aye as well. So, oh, oh Allison, Allison votes aye. Okay, Allison. Uh, aye. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not, it's hard. Can't see that's me. Fine. I'm here. So it looks like it passed. So I will get with Jasmine and we'll write that letter up. And thank you so much, Felice, for the information. Okay, so the next thing on our agenda. Um, so it looks like we're gonna review our sustainability advisory priority areas. Um, in our past two meetings, we came up and tried to combine a lot of our, um, um, what we wanna do into, how many priority areas do we have? Was it five or six? This is Jasmine. There are nine priorities. Oh, no. um, in terms of priority areas, there are one, two, three, four. So several of them fall within the topic of energy. Okay. So I guess, is, that, is everybody okay with these priority areas? and combining them. This is what we wanna focus on for the rest of the year. Any feedback on that? Uh, didn't we say that we would do the top four? I'm trying to remember exactly what. Yeah, so we have four general areas and then we combined a lot of the rest of the nine that we wrote out into those four. It looks like to me that we could combine some more because a lot of it has to do with buildings and energy. Did we want to do that, guys? Anybody have any thoughts on that? Combining it down further? This has been my memory of the discussion for having that uh, okay, I'm not sure if this is what you're talking about, but the weatherization different than the other stuff was that it was more like direct, practical, ready to go stuff. And some of the ener other energy stuff was more long term, broad, broad long term. But that was just my. It doesn't necessarily mean they can't be combined. I just that was my memory of why they were separate. And it seems there's that weatherization program that's separate. So I don't have any problem keeping that separate. It looks like the other two could be combined. I can't remember the reasons why we separated those, and I know there was a discussion about it. Do we have that in the meeting minutes? This is Jasmine. Uh, so now that we're doing action-oriented minutes, uh, the discussion is not captured um, other than in the video record. So it's not reflected in the text minutes. Okay. Hi, everybody. This is Sarah, board member. Uh, I guess my thought on it is that 
the there are some things that could be combined, but it seems like if people are, are interested in any of those individual ones, the options just kind of give people room to find something that they're interested in. So I'm okay with moving forward with these. I wasn't at the last meeting, but I think that they're great priorities. I think my issue is if we're going to try to do subcommittees, then we want to try to limit the number of subcommittees so that we don't have nine subcommittees. Um, it just seems it would be easier to deal with some of those since we're making recommendations anyway as a subcommittee to the main committee that is going then to the commissioners. I would think by, this is Mako Kwa, Chair, I would think by, um, you know, keeping it at four priority areas that that would kind of split up some of the work and combining them more would put more work on, say, one subcommittee as opposed to two. That's just my thoughts. This is Jackie Carroll. I think I would probably take an in-between approach. I remember the weatherization program specifically was broken out because it is so short term. And um, hopefully that will be something that we can accomplish quickly. Under the energy section, I remember honestly just running out of time last time. And I do think there are a couple that could be easily combined, like moving city provided resources like transportation and other municipal services toward clean energy includes free and public transportation. So those could be combined and that would make sense to me. And then the two that are about buildings, um, energy conservation code and visibly promoting energy efficient buildings and infrastructure, those seem very closely related as well. Um, and so that might get us a little bit closer to our end goal of total number. I like that idea, Jackie, that's fine. Thanks. This is Mako Quad Chair. So does that would that bring us down to like two priority areas then or three? This is Ben Sykes. I was just gonna say that from the last time and from other people, I think that we have pretty clear about the noxious weeds and that one being separate, right? right. So that one's gonna be, I think, a priority area that's not gonna be combined. At least that's how I That's what I remember interpreted too. it. Would it make some sense? This is Deborah Ford. Um, can you hear me this time? Yes. yes. Great. Um, it might make some sense to go through the list and see who's interested in what topics, and then that might help us uh, narrow it down or uh, combine some things. Is that something we want to do as a board to? I feel like that might be a topic with a subcommittee discussion. This is that for, don't we? Isn't the goal to divide into subcommittees at this meeting? Well, we still have to talk so about- So we need to pick our topics? Okay. We're still gonna talk about the organization of subcommittees. Um, that's something that's been up for topic for the past two or three meetings about what the role of our subcommittees are going to be, what kind of structure they're going to be, and how they're going to function. Um, and I think there's still the question of whether we want subcommittees. So 
that's something that we that we were going to discuss at this meeting. But it sounds like this is Michael Quachere. It sounds like that a lot of people's in favor of combining our priority areas. So, however we can do that, how do we see that, and then um, and how does that look? What does our new priorities look like after that? What do you think, Jasmine? This is Jen, uh, Sustainability Director. Um, I'm happy to uh, help document uh, the conversation. I think what I heard uh, was that the weatherization program, the climate action plan, and the noxious weeds stand alone on their own. And there's an opportunity to combine some of the energy topic or to collapse some of the energy topics uh, together. So um, I didn't quite catch what the proposal was to for what to combine, um, but I'm happy to, to document it um, if you if you want to go over that again, if there was consensus around something. This has been like, so Jackie, were you saying it sounds like there's a transportation one and then a buildings one, and then there's a couple others that maybe are about codes or something like that? Was that? This is Jackie Carroll, right? There was um, one where, well, there were two where transportation were in included. And then there were two about um, like energy efficient and green buildings. So those were the, the four topics now that would collapse into two. And I think that makes Go ahead, Deb. I was going to I was going to say the same thing. I think those two make sense to collapse together. This is Jackie Carroll. That would take us down from nine overall topics to seven. This is Michael Quan. That sounds that makes sense. So we're not duplicating our work between, um, you know, if we decide to have subcommittees, then we don't want, you know, two different groups working on the same thing. So it makes sense. This is Jasmine, Sustainability Director. So I just want to make sure that I am documented correctly. So under the energy topic, uh, now you will have a, or the proposal is to have an energy as it relates to transportation and an energy as it relates to buildings slash codes. And then uh, the one that I was wondering about is the affordable non-monopoly energy option. Is that a standalone as well? Or does that fit in with one of the ones you talked about? This is Jackie. I, I, ha I don't think anybody's brought up the non-monopoly energy options yet. The two involving transportation, I don't think it would solely be about transportation. The First one says moving city provided resources, including transportation and other services toward clean energy. So the free and clean public transportation um, topic seemed like it could easily move under the city provided resources section. And then let's see the one about buildings. The energy conservation code topic 
included green buildings and smart regulations and vehicles charging stations, et cetera. And then there's the topic about visibly promoting energy efficient buildings and infrastructure that the city already owns or operates. So that, that one seemed like it could go up under energy conservation code um, as a piece of it. I don't really recall what the affordable, I don't under, don't know what that one is. This is Jackie. I can talk about that a little bit. I um, initially suggested it. Um, this was some frustration with um, public owned utilities and seeing whether there were options around um, things like community owned solar or um, municipal um, energy, things in that nature. Um, I know that community owned solar um, as it is traditionally understood is not legal in Kansas, but um, there may be other options. So that's where that originated from. Yeah, until the state laws change, we're not gonna move that. That doesn't mean we can't work on that as a goal to try to get the state to change that, but. This has been sex. It seems like too, as I look at them and remember from last time that part of the division was between what the city can do and then promoting, uh, like the energy efficiency one was about promoting that outside of what the municipality is doing, right? It's like trying to encourage individuals to be energy efficient or it kind of was a more, a broader one than just, city resources and city codes and things like that. Like websites and things like that, where people could learn about how to be more energy efficient or how they could save money through those things. This is Michael Quas. So do we see that fitting under the energy priority or would that be separate? This is the report. I think it's separate. That one's kind of an outgoing public um, education program, in my mind. But it could be combined if we need to. Maybe that could be um, tabled for another year. We've, we've got a lot going on. And that one is not really in our, our control. This is Deborah Ford. It, sorry. Um, it seems like what, when we had talked about that, uh, that was in conjunction of perhaps asking for uh, additional help for Jasmine for educational programs that can be outreach versus something that this committee would own. Jasmine, is this something that we need to vote on? Jasmine, Sustainability Director, if you are making changes to um, to the priorities uh, you set, then that would require a vote. Uh, so if, if, if you want to consolidate uh, or collapse things or table things, um, remember you also had a, a, a section where you talked about 
things you need to learn more about. Um, so that's also another option if, if you're not quite ready to invest uh, time in exploring the priority, that priority area, but you do want to learn more about it, you could move it to that section as well. So with that, it sounds like that's something that we do want to learn more about and maybe not necessarily have as a priority for this year. And we'll list it as that as more education for the board. So then that leaves us with three priority areas. Sorry, I'm just double clicking the link in. I think that this is Deborah Ford. I think that leaves us with more than that. We have weatherization, climate action plan, noxious weeds. We have the combined um, uh, city provided resources, which has the transportation two items in it. We have the building, which is energy conservation code. And then we still have the affordable non monopoly energy options, which we may want to table that's more of a state issue for our conversation. And we were going to potentially table for further information the educational part of energy efficiency. Okay, so we're going to put two of those into learning more about so that leaves us one, two, one, two. This is Jasmine. I'm going to share my screen to see if um, I'm, I was trying to keep up with, with the discussion and see if I got it right. That would help. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so... Um, so I have here the weatherization program, the climate action plan, noxious weed ordinance, and then for energy, um, I just added uh, the moving city provided resources toward clean energy, and I added on the including free and clean public transportation. And then the second energy category is related to the energy conservation code, energy efficiency programs, um, and visibly promote energy efficient buildings. And then uh, for the tabling and learning more, uh, the affordable non-monopoly energy options. I like that. I think that the um, energy one with the buildings, there's plenty of things that we can promote um, through your office, Jasmine, or uh, however we want to do it about energy efficient buildings and things people can do. So I, I think those three going into the energy conservation code and green buildings and energy efficiency, those all fit together to me. And this is Michael Kwan. Maybe we could be a little bit more specific instead of just having two energy ones. Maybe, maybe um, energy efficiency and then Energy. Transportation. Yeah, energy and transportation, or just transportation. 
This is. And can we, this can we number these? Yeah, we can number these. Um, did you want transportation energy or just transportation or? I think transportation or clean transportation or something, you know, I mean. This is Jackie. I'm not sure who originally suggested the city provided resources one. I'm a little hesitant to completely narrow it down to transportation at this point. I'm not sure what other municipal services we would be able to affect at this point, um, but it was originally suggested as transportation and other municipal services. So I'm not sure how broad that could be. And I would just be hesitant to narrow it down that far um, without knowing what the uh, person's original intent was. This is Malka Kwa, who uh, I guess who suggested that and had what kind of um, description do you want to see for that? Maybe we can just call it transportation and um, other municipal services. Well, you could just limit it to transportation and deal with other services later. I guess I just see that one as, you know, again, city, this has been psych, sorry, uh, city controlled energy efficiency, right? Like with transportation being the, I guess, the tip of the spear or the place where we are doing the work. The second part is more about not, uh, well, the visibly promote is still more of a cheerleading outward facing thing, as Deb said, I think, right? Like the energy efficiency. So I, I don't know if that can be a, a dividing line for four and five is one is energy efficiency for the city and the other is energy efficiency in, in codes and education or something. Not sure if that muddies the water, sorry. This is Michael Kwa. I would, I would agree with that. <clears throat> energy efficiency for city services and then energy efficiency what did you say for <laughs> sorry what did i say that was interesting uh, <laughs> i think all the building information needs to go in five in codes. okay in codes yeah i agree with you kate This is Jasmine's uh, sustainability director. So I just want to check in with language for four. We, we have clean energy and, ener and, efficient, and energy efficiency for city operations, um, which is defined as moving city provided resources, including transportation and other municipal services towards clean energy, including free and clean public transportation. And then the final one is energy efficiency in codes which includes energy conservation code, energy efficiency programs, tips, resources, um, and then this visibly promote energy efficient buildings and infrastructure that the city owns or operates. Um, that could move up to the clean energy and energy efficiency for city operations under this new category. Does that seem like that fits? This is Jackie. That makes sense to me. It's kind of a tricky one because it's it's 
it is more of a marketing task, but um, it, I think it fits there better now. I thought that the energy efficiency programs, tips, resources for citizens was one of the tabled topics for learning about more. This is Jasmine. I can move it down. I, I may have missed that. Well, those, I, I, I'm sorry, but there's lots of things that could be done when you don't have to study that. There are seriously hundreds of lists of things that people can do that it doesn't really take a lot that we could put on it on a website, it, especially Climate KC has a whole list of all kinds of different things that, you know, we've talked about community engagement. That is really one of the easier ones as far as community engagement. But then there's maintenance, this is number four, then there's maintenance of that um, website. Well, I and thought Jasmine was gonna do that anyway. This is Jasmine, uh, Sustainability Director. That does seem more like anytime you're getting into programs, that's more of a staff function. So that could be something that is, you know, you, you'd, you'd like staff to work on. Um, and to Kay's point, it can easily become a part of the climate action plan uh, information that's, that's going to be discussed. Yeah, I don't really care exactly where it fits. It's just that it seems to me that's one of the easier parts um, that we could, you know, that could be done quickly. And it, it fits very well in the climate action plan. This is Makakwa. I would support <clears throat> putting it under learn more. And then as we learn more about it, we can incorporate it into other priority areas. This has been Sykes Jasmine. Is there, do you guys have any kind of program like that already for citizens or anything like on the website already for the sustainability? Jasmine, sustainability director. There's a few things on the website. Um, they can always be updated. Uh, and uh, as Kay mentioned earlier, we have some, some resources that, are, um, that have been developed on a regional scale that, that we can pull from. Um, his, I think it's fair to say that historically the city hasn't been the the main point of uh, information for for this type. Like, I don't know that people are coming to the city website to to look for this information. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't be um, a source for this, but uh, it, it hasn't been a robust library of resources to date. So it seems like that would fit under learn more about. And then as we learn more about it, we can list those resources on the website for other people as well. Okay. So does that look good to everybody? Sounds like everybody's okay with it. Um, did you have any more suggestions, 
Jasmine, before we put it to a vote. This is Jasmine, Sustainability Director. Um, just a reminder to uh, check for public comment on this um, yeah. with this change. Any public comment on these priority areas for the Sustainability Advisory Board? And just a reminder, if you would like to make public comment, oh, I see Dawn has raised her hand. Go ahead and turn your camera on if it's available. And if anybody else would like to make com comment, um, raise your hand in Zoom or turn your camera on. So it looks like Dawn's ready. Um, some notes, I'm trying to find my notes. Um, I'm just kind of disappointed to not see more of a kind of an overarching priority of protecting um, clean air, water, and soil and natural resources. So um, I know you guys have kind of moved past this part of the conversation. I don't mean to be a, um, a cog in the machine, but um, it seems like maybe the noxious weeds um, could be put under an overarching topic like, um, you know, healthy environment or um, protection of natural resources and healthy environment because, you know, they're, they're ongoing and, and future threats to, to our clean air and water and soil. And I think that, you know, that's the, the core of, of being of, of sustainability. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to put that out there that, I really feel like that that should be a big priority for this board. And I um, believe wholeheartedly in the efforts with, to participate in the noxious weed conversation. And um, that needs to happen. And there's, there's other groups that are kind of bringing the conversation to the fore with that. But anyway, that's that's all I wanted to say. This is Makakwa. Um, and that's something that we are part of the discussion of the climate action plan. Um, and that's something that we feel like is definitely at the forefront of the climate action plan as well. Um, and we can, you know, as we dive into these priority areas, then we can specify that out. Does that make sense? Thank you. And, you know, let me know, Kay, what you thought, because I know we've talked about this under the Climate Action Plan, and it would be, the Climate Action Plan covers a lot of stuff. It does, and that definitely would, air and water are in that, as well as, you know, weather-related emergencies and things like that. So there's lots of things in the Climate Action Plan. But yes, John, to... Uh, to address your concerns, it, it is the concern of the, the climate change subcommittee and it will be addressed under climate action plan. This is Jasmine, sustainability director uh, there. Michael Allman has his hand raised. I'd like to make additional comment. Hi, yeah, this is Michael Allman. Thank you for the opportunity to comment. Um, and I, I like the kind of priorities you're working out here, but on the uh, the weed issue, um, just a caution that I don't want you to be limiting your scope too much 
by calling it a noxious weed ordinance because the city ordinance is actually just called a weed ordinance. And there's, you know, noxious is only one of the ways that they define a weed. They also have a huge list of specific species that they call weeds. And they refer to uh, woody vines and brush and uncultivated plants, which basically is native plants. They, they call those weeds. So it's, it's more than just noxious weeds. Um, they also have a, a, a condition in the urban agricultural ordinance that may or may not have bearing on here that growing something at the corner, corner of an intersection is prohibited and you, you can't have things over, I think it's two feet. Um, in the weed ordinance, there's a limit of 12 inches so I would just suggest referring to this item as the Lawrence Weed Ordinance, which is how, it, how they refer to it. Um, uh, chapter 18, Section 8, uh, Article 3 is just weeds. So just for a clarification, and, you, you know, it would, it would not limit you just to that section of the ordinance that refers to noxious weeds. Okay, thanks. This is Makakwa, and thank you so much for that information. Yeah, I think we should change the wording of that. And we did talk about looking at the county ordinance as well as the state ordinance. Um, and so maybe we should just, you know, make it plural ordinances. I mean, we're only going to be revising one, but um, yeah, we revise weed ordinances. ordinances is that a word i think we only have the ability to deal with the city's ordinance so yeah weeds ordinance is not i mean i think that's good right there jasmine is there any more public comment Jasmine, uh, Sustainability Director, I do not see any others. Uh, just another invitation. If you are a member of public uh, and would like to make a comment, you can raise your hand in the Zoom feature or turn your camera on, and then we'll know that you're ready to participate. Or if you're on the phone, you can just unmute and let us know that you would like to make comment. This has been Sykes. Can I just ask a quick question then about the weed stuff? So the county doesn't have its own, uh, it has a noxious weed supervisor, right? But that's basically set on the state standards. There's not, the county doesn't have their own standards outside of what the state sets. Is that right? The city, we're talking about the city's weed ordinance, but then the county has some level of enforcement on the weed ordinance, but that's set at the state level, right? The county doesn't make any their own. County weed. could. It it just depends on how that county ordinance is written. Okay. This is Jasmine, sustainability director. Uh, this was a topic that was um, discussed at the county commission uh, earlier this month. Um, so. 
I don't have right off the top of my head uh, all the information, but um, I can share that with this board, what that conversation was at the county level. Okay, sounds like it's time for a vote. Um, so um, we need a motion um, and state out the motion to approve these priority areas for 2021. This is Ben Sykes. I move uh, that we have these revised sustainability advisory board priorities for 2021. And a second. I'll be glad to second too. <laughs> so we had Sarah and Kay second. <laughs> Two seconds. Any discussion? Okay. So Jackie. This is Jackie. Aye. Sarah. Aye. Ben. Aye. Kay. Aye. Deb. Aye. Uh, Kira. Aye. And Allison. Aye. And I vote aye as well. So the motion passes. Unanimously, these are our, our priority areas for 2021. Okay. So let's go back to the agenda. Does anybody have the agenda right in front of them? Kind of. Ah, here we go. Um, okay. So coordination with other advisory boards. Um, Jasmine, you wanna let us know? Yeah, uh, Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. Actually, uh, Makokwa, uh, you skipped three. So oh. three is about deciding subcommittee structure to advance the goals or priorities. Yeah, so we um, have been talking about whether we want to continue the current subcommittee structure or whether we want to restructure it um how effective are the subcommittees um and thinking in terms of you know whether we can combine some subcommittees whether we want a, a subcommittee for each priority area um jasmine had mentioned and she maybe will talk about this more about having the subcommittees um the sab members be kind of the the leaders of the subcommittee but involve you know it would be up to the leaders of the subcommittee to involve uh community participation and that would lessen some of the work of the subcommittee so instead of just sab members being the subcommittee structure that we would in, um reach out to community members who care about these things and and divvy up the work that way and then it would be up to the SAB board members to report back to SAB about that. And that sounds like, um, I mean, that sounds like an effective way to me of keeping the same structure, but um, opening it up and, and doing more outreach for our subcommittees. Is there any other suggestions?
This is Sarah, uh, board member. I've seen that structure work before um, in other boards and other places. And yeah, I think uh, it's a great one. And this is Malka Kwai. And, you know, we wouldn't necessarily have to have every subcommittee report out at every meeting. But, you know, as we're taking action as a subcommittee, then we can update the board on that so that we're not having, you know, we're having super long meetings of reporting and then there's nothing to report. Uh, this has been Sykes. I was just wondering how the uh, Open Meetings Act and things like that would work if we had community members. I think it's a great idea for community engagement to have people outside of the board contributing. I'm just, I don't know how that would work. This is Jasmine, sustainability director. Uh, so open meetings is triggered when there is quorum of the sustainability advisory board members, which is six. So as long as uh, the subcommittees have five or less board members um, in as, as members of that subcommittee, then open meetings is not triggered. So I would highly encourage that the subcommittees have less than five members or five or less. Um, and to what Makakwa was speaking to earlier, uh, having five board members on one subcommittee is, is actually quite a lot. Uh, when you think about you, you have five priority areas now. And so thinking about how you divide that work so that you can remain productive um, I would not recommend having five members on, on one subcommittee. Um, so, but back to your original question, open meetings is not triggered unless there are six, six board members um, that are communicating in, in communication about um, topics related to the work of the board. This is Makakwa. So it's not really a new structure. I think it's more of, um, you know, a focus on community outreach. And, and I think it's a great way to take some of the work off of the board members and being solely responsible to the board members to do that. And it's great outreach for, for the board to gather more community voices, community work. Is this something we need to vote on, Jasmine? It is not, Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. This is not something you need to vote on. Um, I would encourage you to take this time to identify who uh, of the board members would like to be those champions for each of the priority areas so that you identify at least one point person for each of the, the areas. And then if you have the opportunity to, to talk more about um, expectations around, um, you know, meeting schedule, if that's, you know, monthly or, you know, those types of things. And then uh, how people who are interested in that topic um, can reach out to the, the point person. Um, all of your contact information is listed on the website, um, and I'm happy to, you know, as we uh, document the priorities and who is kind of serves as the champion for each of these, I can add your contact information there as well so that people can reach out. So I can share my screen again so that we can look at the priorities all together. 
if that would be helpful. Yeah, let's do that, Jasmine. I like that sab champion. We're all champions. This is Jackie. I'm happy to kick off the first one. I'll take the weatherization program. This is Makwa and I'm interested in the climate action plan. This has been just based on my interactions with others. I'm happy to help champion the weeds ordinance. Always welcome others. This is Deb Ford. I'd be happy to champion the uh, energy code. Sarah Chenoweth, board member. Um, I would be happy to be a member of the weeds ordinance and the energy efficiency in codes. I'll be glad to champion number four. And also I would like to be a member of the climate action plan and the codes. This is Sarah Chenoweth again, a board member. I would also, I was really interested, it, it wasn't my idea to begin with, but really interested in the affordable non-monopoly energy options. I guess I, I might volunteer um, since all the championships are taken um, to maybe be someone who tries to find out more information about that. And Sarah, I'll be glad to help you um, because I'm involved in a lot of different programs at the state. This is Jackie. I would be happy to participate in that conversation too. We can have our own little committee meeting. <laughs> uh, this is Ben Sykes. I'd be happy to contribute as a member to the weatherization program. And I was also, um, I think one of the things we talked about researching was land use and development with the county or something like that. That's that's something I'd be interested in um, helping be a, lead, a learner about trying to gather resources as I go. I think that was from the last stuff we had. I can't remember where those are. This is Mako Kwan. I'd be willing to, and under the more information part, the energy efficiency, um, I've been recently asked to, or I've been nominated or the Citizens Utility Rate Payer Board. And so I think I'm gonna be learning about that anyways. So I can definitely share that information with the board as I as I learn more. And I'll be working with some of the energy groups in, in the city on that.
Is that everybody? Allison, Tira. This is Allison Koontz. I um, am on the phone, so it's hard for me to see. And I'm trying to recall from what everyone said. So I will um, look at the minutes and then send Jasmine the ones that I um, would be excited to help with. That's good, Allison. And this is Deb Ford. I'd like to be a member of the Climate Action Plan. I think that'll help inform the code study as well. Kira, did you want to think about it more or did you want to? Um, yeah, this is Kira. I would like to do the weeds and the climate action plan, please. This is Malcolm. That looks like everybody. Great, great. We have some members that aren't here. Makokwa, sorry, this is Ben Sykes. Okay. Can we like put this to them, the members that weren't able to make it to see if they want to contribute, I guess? We can do that, right, Jasmine? Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. Yes, uh, again, this is not something you have to vote on. So this is something that we can just send out. And um, for those who weren't able to attend, they can um, just indicate their interest at a later time. So like number four, it's just me. So I would encourage anybody that wants to join me on that one to add their name to that. And Allison, just for your reference, number four is the clean energy and energy efficiency for city operations. This is Allison, and I would definitely, I can help with that. Cool. I'll look at the others, too, but yes, yeah, I don't want you to be alone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like being picked last at kickball or something. <laughs> I'm not going to view it that way. <laughs> so this is Makakwa. So I guess um, we can start looking at um you know everybody planning your first meeting um and we don't want to overwhelm each other with meetings like monthly meetings you know um we all have lives and limited time so um so yeah we can look at whether what kind of meetings we're going to have and then how our outreach strategies for um incorporating community engagement and how we can build our membership with the public. This is Jasmine, Sustainability Director. Um, if anyone needs help with setting up a virtual meeting, I'd be happy to set up the meetings. I won't be able to attend all of them. Um, so, and if you'll just keep me in the loop of when they are, then I'll see what I can do to fit them into my schedule. But um, just wanted to offer that if anybody needs a Zoom space for meetings, I can help facilitate that. Okay, so we can 
I, I think that we could table that until the next meeting about our strategies for our subcommittees. Is that okay with everybody? This Jackie, it seems reasonable to leave that up to the subcommittees and report back if um, they have ideas at that point. I don't know that every subcommittee would need to be consistent across SAB. This is Jasmine, Sustainability Director. Uh, the and I think I shared this with the board, there's no formal structure for subcommittees uh, throughout the city. Uh, and so it, you all have lots of flexibility for what that looks like and what works best for you. So uh, for some subcommittees, it may be you know lots of communication by email and getting together every once in a while. Uh, for others, it may be helpful to um, you know, get in the same virtual room or, you know, go for a socially distant walk uh, to talk through some issues. So um, I would just encourage you to, to think about what works best for you. Um, and also, I also wanted to share, um, I included in the, in the agenda uh, a tool that this board has uh, experimented with before in, related, in relation to um, structuring a way to make progress on your goals. And so it's called the 90-90 tool that helps you think about what progress you can make in the next 90 days, and then after 90 days, reflecting back on the progress that you made. So I uh, wanted to offer this as a tool. It's definitely not a requirement, but it may be helpful in um, helping you make progress on those goals. This is Makakwa. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Yeah, we talked about that, um, I believe, last year, and people thought that was an effective way of, of accomplishing goals, action items. Okay, so it looks like we have our subcommittees down. And so the next thing on the agenda is coordination with other advisory boards. Um, we were going to talk about what does that look like, um, how we can coordinate, how we can benefit other advisory boards, um, and I think Jasmine had some suggestions. Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. Uh, I, I wanted to share that uh, there have been a, a couple requests for um, this board to coordinate with other boards, and I anticipate that there may be more requests coming, especially as it relates to the strategic plan and how environmental and environmental sustainability is a big piece of the, the strategic plan. All the advisory boards are asked to uh, align their work with the strategic plan uh, before it comes to the commission. So, um, so I just wanted to share that with you all and with the knowledge that there, there may be more asks coming, um, thinking about what is uh, reasonable and what capacity you all have, um, and looking at your priority areas and seeing which of those might um, align best with some of the other advisory boards. Um, and for example, I know that the weeds ordinance was something that came up in the parks advisory board as well. And so maybe that's a natural partnership. Um, and and so I just wanted to provide that context. And uh, I, I don't want you all to be overwhelmed with requests. And then uh, that's where you're spending time instead of the priorities that you all just identified. 
So I think there's lots of opportunities uh, for coordination, especially given the, the five priorities that you all just identified. Um, we have a lot of advisory boards, and so thinking about strategically what's the best use of, of your time. Jasmine, I have a question, um, Kay Johnson, board member. I know that the public incentive uh, board had specified a sustainability advisory board member. Did that get filled? And then are there others that are in their specific, um, I know the food committee is one. Are there others beyond those two? So there was a multi-part question, sorry. Jasmine Moore, sustainability director. So currently the uh, public incentives review committee or commission, I can't remember which one it's called, uh, has a, an appointment that is a recommendation from this board that has been filled. Um, and the food policy council is the other board that has that formal relationship with the sustainability advisory board. Those are the only two that have uh, any sort of um, relationship in writing. In the past, the Planning Commission has requested um, some coordination or presentation by the Sustainability Advisory Board and or staff. Um, and I think it's possible that some of the transportation boards in the past have had some sort of relationship with the Sustainability Advisory Board. I will say in the last three years, there, there hasn't been a whole lot outside of um, the um, PIRC and the Food Policy Council. So I have another request. So since the uh, PRIC is not a sustainability advisory board member, perhaps during the um, early part of this year, we could invite that person to join our board and, and talk a little bit about what they're doing on the uh, committee and what our priorities are so that they can align with what we're doing. Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. Uh, yeah, I think that sounds reasonable, and I, I would be happy to help facilitate that connection. Jasmine, this is Ben Sykes, um, member, advisory board member. Um, I was just curious if, when you know there are specific topics that align with our priorities that are in front of or of importance to other um, advisory boards, whether it might make sense to have them contribute at least to the subcommittees. It just struck me because you were saying that about the noxious weed ones, it seems likely that, or it would be valuable to have somebody from parks perhaps be, if not a, a full member of the subcommittee that might be working on that for our board or the study committee, or at least have them have that communication um, line open. Jasmine Moore, sustainability director. Uh, absolutely. So that is something that you can definitely do. Um, I will do my best to keep my ear open to when those things happen, um, uh, but I, I won't get them all. So, um, so I think that you know, uh, looking for opportunities for alignment um, makes a lot of sense, and inviting. Uh, members from those other boards to be a part of the subcommittees, uh, you are you're definitely open um, and welcome to do that. 
this is Monica Kwa, and I think this is something where our subcommittees can definitely be very active in and reaching out and making those connections with other advisory boards. Okay, moving on. Um, oh. One more thing. Uh, there was a question in the chat that came to me related to the subcommittee meetings. Um, I know that you all just established who's on what. Uh, and so thinking about how members of the public who are interested in any of these topics um, can join your subcommittee. Uh, if for now you just want to include your contact information in the in the uh, document that I'll put in the minutes uh, related to those, or if you have a, another preference of how you would like to open that up for now, um, that would be helpful direction for those that are listening now uh, who are who are ready to to help. This is Michael Kwa, and I would be okay with having my contact information listed in the minutes and I think um, can we have that on the website as well yes Jasmine I'll send you the email address to use in lieu of the one for today okay So this is Jasmine, Sustainability Director. So I'll just uh, send an email out to board members and just ask you to send me your preferred um, communication. So whether that be phone, text, uh, email, um, to include in, in this priority document. Is that, is that okay? This is Michael Quiet. Yeah, that sounds perfect, Jasmine. And I was going through the website and um, I know that there's, you know, all of our names are listed for the for the sustainability advisory board. And I noticed that there was an about section. So maybe if we all put in like a brief bio so that people can feel like they get to know us or our background. This is Jasmine, sustainability director. I can work with um, with our communications folks on the, on just making sure that we can do that, but I don't see why we couldn't. Okay, sounds great. Uh, is it ready for staff report, Jasmine? Yes, so sustainability director, Jasmine Moore. Um, so I just included a few key updates uh, in the staff report and I'll share my screen um, if that's helpful. So first, a uh, legislative update at the state level. The Energy Choice Act is one that we have been monitoring at the city and the county level uh, for several months now. Um, it's the one that uh, prohibits municipalities from imposing restrictions on uh, natural gas. Um, it passed uh, and it is, uh, will become law as soon as it is in the register. Um, it was not signed by the governor, um, but it will become law without, even without the governor's signature. It was passed with a veto-proof majority in both the uh, Senate and the House. So um, there were some amendments made to the uh, bill throughout the process, but it doesn't change the 
intent of of the of the bill, um, and it has uh, a, a most direct impact on um, the 100% clean renewable energy goal uh, that you all helped to usher to the city commission, related to energy uh, sectors. Um, sorry, energy sectors citywide. So. Uh, in, in your recommendation for that 100% clean renewable energy ordinance that the city commission adopted, um, natural gas was specifically excluded from being defined as clean or renewable. And so uh, now this bill is telling us that um, the city itself cannot prohibit natural gas from um, being uh, offered in a city. So uh, we'll still be working to figure out exactly what the interpretation of this law is. It, it, it's very broad language. And so um, a lot of things could fall under this that I, I don't think are intended to, but um, it, you know, uh, it's difficult to say how, how it will be interpreted. So uh, bottom line, um, it's a bit of a snag for that last goal related to all energy sectors citywide, um, but that doesn't mean that we're going to stop um, trying to make progress on this. So, wanted to to update you on that state um, state action. So, are there any questions about that? Okay. Uh, the next update. Hey, I Desmond, have a question. Yep. So, are you um, suggesting that we wouldn't have to reword the ordinance, or would it? Um, you said we didn't specifically identify natural gas. So, it, I guess, how would that impact the ordinance specifically? So, the current ordinance, uh, it it does list natural gas. It it lists it as an energy source that's not clean or renewable. So, so that's the challenge is that, you know, through that ordinance, it's saying that by 2035, based on the current definition of what's included in that, um, natural gas is not in that picture. Um, but the state law says that um, the city cannot prohibit natural gas from, from being a offered utility in a community. So we may this have is, to look at This okay. is Kira. Does that mean if we were working on the climate action plan, we would be legally prohibited from saying that new developments couldn't have gas? Correct. That's my interpretation. So do we need to write a new thing then to prohibit it, or is it not even worth it? Like I said, this is Jasmine, sustainability director. Um, this. This bill is very broad. The language is very broad. So uh, there's probably a lot of things that could fall under things that are prohibited um, as it relates to natural gas and propane specifically. So um, that those are the industries that were pushing for this bill. So that's who's being protected in this bill. Um, so. There are some things related to, uh, you know, people are talking about goals related to uh, n net zero 
um, emissions as, as another approach to, instead of 100% renewable, they're talking about net zero uh, emissions, um, which the natural gas industry has indicated that they uh, would like to partner to move forward in that direction. So I think it will require some evaluation of what are what is the city trying to accomplish um, and are there other ways to accomplish that that don't involve uh, you know restricting the use of uh, a certain type of energy so this is Kira if we're not able to restrict it are we able to suggest policies that penalize it the current language, um, let me just see if I can pull it up. says that a municipality shall not impose any ordinance, resolution, code, rule, provision, standard, permit, plan, or any other binding action that prohibits, discriminates against, restricts, limits, impairs, or has the effect thereof uh, an end-use end, end use consumer's use of a utility service. So, so that's where it's, it's very broad. Um, you could interpret a lot of things as restricting, limiting, or impairing, uh, or has the effect of any of those. Uh, so that's where it's difficult to say even, you know, incentivizing a different type of energy use, that could potentially be interpreted as having the effect of limiting natural gas use by incentivizing a different type of use. So, so that's where um, it's, it's really not clear. Basically, we can't bad talk natural gas or propane. <laughs> Okay, thanks, guys. I have a question on that, too. This is Jackie. Mm -hmm. Legally, since that was an ordinance, does the state law now nullify the entire ordinance or just that singular portion of the goal that refers to all energy sectors citywide? Uh, I'll, I'll have to check with our uh, city attorney's office on that. Um, this is pretty recent. Uh, a pretty recent development, so we haven't had a whole lot of chance to even talk about this internally yet. Um, so I'll check with them. I don't think it nullifies the whole thing, um, but I'll, I'll double check on that. Okay, thank you. Jasmine, this is Ben Sykes, uh, board member. There's no expectation of litigation surrounding this, is there? Either from the city or from other interested parties? Like, I don't know. Other people that wanted this not to pass. Jasmine Moore, sustainability director. Uh, I am not sure. Um, like I said, this is fairly recent, and so um, I haven't been in conversation with, with too many other people about the the results of this yet. Can I just say, this is Kira, can I just say something? 
Um, I know we all have lives. I know we all have burdens. I know everything is really kind of just straight up crappy right now, but it's really important when you sign up for a subcommittee that you actually intend to work on it and that you show up for meetings and that you respond to emails because the opposition, like they're really busy and they're really productive and they're actively doing stuff. We need to actively be doing stuff. And there are a lot of people who, especially younger people who want to be on the board. Um, so I just, I hope, like I said, I know things are really, really challenging right now. Trust me, nobody gets that more than me. But we really, really need to make more of an effort to get together more, to make sure that we're communicating better, that we're not worrying about who's in charge, we're just working on the work, and and that we've got some urgency. Um, so that's my little, uh, I'm, I'm done, thanks. Thanks, Kira. Uh, did anyone else have any other questions or discussion around the Energy Choice Act? Okay, I'll move on to strategic plan update. Uh, I've been talking about the strategic plan for over a year now and just wanted to um, continue to walk you down the path. Uh, uh, I guess that was just last week, uh, April 6th, the City Commission approved some key performance indicators for the strategic plan. Um, and so if you'll recall, there are five outcome areas and six commitment areas uh, related to the strategic plan. And now there are there's some more detail about what those mean um, through by way of key performance indicators. So those are the data points that we will be measuring on a regular basis to see if we're making progress or not. Um, so now that we have those key performance indicators, staff teams are working uh, to develop uh, strategies and actions to, uh, to, to make progress on those key performance indicators uh, and the overall outcome. Um, so just to give you a reminder, um, Within the five outcome areas, each of the six commitment areas, of which environmental sustainability is one of the commitments. Oh, Sarah, you're, you're leaving. Okay. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Um, no, I, I, I really look forward to um, talking about our subcommittees and when we're going to meet and, and getting in on that. And, and thanks, everybody. I'm so sorry. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> Um, so sus environmental sustainability uh, is intended to be embedded in each of those five outcome areas. So that means that every outcome area that the city will be working on has to um, take into account and promote environmental sustainability. So this is one of the policy areas that you all identified last year and the year before was integrating sustainability into policy decisions and everyday decisions and this is how that is intended to happen. So um, I want to just elevate that this is 
another thing that you all worked on that we are now at the point of it's 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 happening so that's something to celebrate and this is something that not many other cities or communities across the country are doing and so um, this is something to really be proud of Um, this is another area where it will be is an opportunity for for you all and the general public that cares about this issue to help keep the city accountable to this commitment area of environmental sustainability. Um, so uh, one, I ask for patience because this is all new, but also uh, we need to be held accountable because this is what the city commission and staff said, uh, this is how we are making decisions these days. So um, we are coming up on budget season for 2022. And so again, environmental sustainability should be embedded in those budget requests. Everything that comes to the city commission related to budget has to tie into the strategic plan in some way. Um, If it doesn't tie into the strategic plan, then we have to question, is this something that the city should be spending time and resources on? So uh, just keep your eyes open for those budget conversations that are coming soon and uh, um, more details related to those strategies and action steps uh, to advance the um, strategic plan will also be coming to the commission soon. So um, so yeah, I'm, I just wanted to highlight that uh, because I am a champion for the strategic plan. Um, and then the last two uh, updates are related to events or um, uh, celebrations. Earth Day, uh, obviously we can't have our in-person Earth Day celebration this year again. So we are in- encouraging and uh, highlighting ways for people to celebrate um, on their own time uh, in solidarity with Earth Day. So we have some great um, uh, events that are happening uh, that community members have put forth that are available on our website and we will be featuring on our Facebook page um, and we're asking that people use the hashtag uh, DGKS Earth Day um, to share how they are celebrating Earth Day which is next week. So uh, we have some proclamations scheduled for the City Commission and the County Commission next week as well. Um, and then finally The much-anticipated electronic waste event is scheduled for June 5th. Um, We had an overwhelming turnout last year uh, because we uh, didn't have the event for a couple years. So we are hoping to get on a more regular schedule for uh, e-waste, e-waste drop-off event. It's open to all Douglas County residents, um, and it will be the same location as last time on the University of Kansas uh, lot. 301. Uh, So there's a link there with more information about what's accepted, um, but we are excited to be able to offer this event again this year. So so those are the the key updates that I wanted to share with you all this evening. Great, Jasmine, thank you. (laughs) So the next thing on the future agenda items, what I guess what does people have in mind for um, you know what we need to start focusing on as soon as the next meeting? What are some action items that we can think about doing? This is Kira. Can I ask which um, 
um, is it the Parks and Rec or is it the Transportation Committee who's in charge of things like um, reinforced bike lanes? This is Jan, Sustainability Director. Um, bike lanes would be the Multimodal Transportation Commission, I believe would be the, the right board slash commission that would be um, making recommendations related to that. Uh, there's also a, um, a call for projects uh, that's open through the capital improvements plan um, that allows for anybody in the community to submit um, ideas for projects that, uh, that we should be investing in. And I believe there's still a dedicated fund that is um, set aside to advance um, pedestrian and bike facilities. So that's, that's another thing. Um, I would also add, because this is something that came up um, last week, if there are topics that you all as individual members would like to learn more about in terms of like how the city works or who works on what or uh, a specific topic that you want to know more about, um, I'm happy to connect you with the, the staff that's working on those, those topics. So if it's not something that has risen to priority level uh, that you all discussed tonight, and it didn't make it onto this list of future agenda items for this meeting, um, just reach out to me and I'm happy to, to connect you. So I know Kira uh, reached out about recycling and, and she wanted to know more about plastic recycling and what that looks like in Lawrence and what the plan is for, for that. And so I, I'll be connecting her with staff uh, related to that issue. Um, but Again, similar with uh, protected bike lanes, I'm happy to, to connect you with staff to, to learn more about what's what's happening right now. Um, this is Kira. What about free buses? I think all the buses should be free. So would that be under the capital program or would that be, how, how would I go about that? Uh, so Jasmine Moore, sustainability director. Um, so that is actually under one of your priority areas. Uh, so I think that subcommittee will be working on that. Um, I think that the the transit um, manager um, is is open to that conversation and there's a public transit advisory board. Uh, and so that might be another board to connect with, take a look at what, what their priorities are for the year. It, it's something that has been a part of conversation. So I will say it's not something that will be a radical new idea um, that people have been talking about it already. So uh, so those are some resources. And, and uh, if that subcommittee wants to learn more about it, uh, happy to connect you with with the uh, the transit staff that's working on it as well. Hey, Jess, this is, sorry, this is Kate again. Um, would you be able to make a report on the status of the two commission items that are currently in work in progress, I guess, the plastic bags and the solar ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can add that to the agenda for for next month, um, uh, if that's okay, okay? Sure. Okay. What else do we wanna to add to next month's meeting? Does anybody have any um, pressing issues that they see? 
This is Ben Sykes, uh, board member. I was just looking at the 90 and 90 that Jasmine had sent out, and it seems like some of those items would necessitate having the subcommittees formed and the personnel maybe that are of interest from the community that contact us or that we think would be um, good to have on those things. So maybe that can be one of the priorities we have is, is trying to figure out who we're going to bring into those subcommittees to start on the, you know, what's achievable in 90 days. Kind of. Jasmine, what's the status on the um, community outreach stuff that we've been waiting to happen? Mm -hmm. As it relates to the climate plan? So Yes. Okay. So uh, Jasmine Moore, sustainability director. Uh, so we are, um, working on it. Uh, I am hoping to connect with the climate subcommittee uh, because we have some updates that I think you'll be excited about as it relates to the Climate Action KC larger regional plan. Um, so we can get that meeting scheduled and, and get you all some updates on that. And then we are working on the more public uh, interface for our climate efforts. Uh, it just hasn't gone as quickly as we hoped um, related to some other priorities that have come on staff's plate. So, um, so yeah, I think next step is to meet with that climate subcommittee, give you an update on the Kansas City uh, metro regional efforts, uh, and then um, determine next steps from there. Thank you for that. Anybody else have any thoughts on future agenda items? Is there, um, is there, like, how do I say this? I always feel like I'm out of the loop um, as far as stuff that's happening at the Capitol and statewide that you guys all kind of seem to be more on top of. Is there a way we can have a website or a Google Docs that's well organized? where like all of the things you've been telling us about Jasmine um, are listed there so I can read them or things that Kay knows about if she could list them there like is there a reference site because I spend a lot of time just trying to self-educate myself if there was like a central hub of things that you guys knew about I that would really help me This is Jasmine, uh, Sustainability Director. We currently don't have um, a hub for that. Uh, there are several environmental organizations in the state that, uh, that have their finger on the pulse of what's going on a little closer than, than what I do. Uh, so I would recommend connecting with some of those organizations. Other members may have some other ideas. I think I agree with Jasmine. Um, identifying organizations as working on particular issues, um, they usually have legislative updates. I know the League of Women Voters puts out their um, their legislative updates about what they're working on. Um, and so identifying different 
issues and the organizations working on those issues. Um, and I can talk to you about some of the organizations, especially climate organizations, Kira. Okay, cool, thanks. This is Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. One other thing that um, uh, we can put on the future agenda items list is uh, the Municipal Services and Operations Department would like to come and present to you all uh, just to, you know, uh, it's been a while since that group has, has, um, has seen you all and they can give some updates on some of the environmental sustainability things that they're doing. Um, so we, we talked about uh, possibly coming to this meeting in, uh, this, er, in early summer uh, to present. I did want to let the board know that um, I was invited to a stakeholder meeting for the, what's that? Uh, the, the multimodal advisory board. Um, and so they kind of wanted a, a sustainability perspective on the transit facility project. And they gave the option of doing a sustainability presentation um, to be held on April 20th, which is a Tuesday at one o'clock, and then um, be a part of the city commission meeting later that evening. Um, I kind of wanted to consult the board on that, how you feel about that. Um, is there anybody else who's more familiar with this that might want to um, go in my place since you obviously are more um, knowledgeable about it. Um, otherwise, I don't have a problem joining that, doing a presentation. Let me know. I think you're a great representative, Makoko. But I don't know any more about it or else I would uh, volunteer. Yeah, I think you'd be great. It's about time people started realizing like what a treasure they have in you. I'm glad people are reaching out to such a great resource. Well, thank you. Um, is there anybody opposed to me doing a presentation at this? And if anybody has any information, um, please email it to me, send it to me. I'm on Facebook, so let me know. All right, member updates. We have about five minutes left. Any member updates? Makoko, don't you have an update? I do. So I filed to run for city commission. So I'm officially a candidate for city commission. Um, shameless plug. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but if anybody wants to be involved in the campaign, um, let me know. And even if you don't have campaign experience, let me know. I'm at We're All Newbies in this. So yeah, and I would appreciate your support. I know the sustainability board can't support, but um, individually you guys can. So, and prayers, lots of prayers. <laughs> Good on you. This has been Sykes. Good on you. Uh, I just had a question because we had had priorities from last time, our future agenda items. I was just curious if those just carry over to like working with tribes and tribal communities and clean water and conservation practices. Those are all I think important things that we want to keep thinking about and talking about. I was just 
curious because I saw those in the agenda and I didn't know. We haven't had an opportunity to talk about them yet. So. And that's something that um, I know the people working in these areas. So if we wanted to have a presentation about what tribes are doing, um, I could definitely set that up for a future meeting. And I'm sure they would love to come and talk with us about it. All right, is that everything as we wrap up? Do we need more, do we have any more public comment, Jasmine? Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. There is no one here for public comment. Uh, and I will just offer if anyone on the call would like to give public comment to um, just turn your camera on or if you're on the phone, let us know. I do not see anyone. All right, well, 718 meetings adjourned. Um, thank you everybody for your time. And I feel like we're making some progress. Um, so yeah, I look forward to seeing everybody next month. Bye everybody.